Somewhere in the outskirts of Atlantic City. Nah, 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 nah. It's Atlantic City. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. Where is he? Hey, I'm John. Here, take this. I found some spooky paste. Where did you find it? Don't ask. Just mix it with the creepy glue. I'll take it from here. Today, it is episode 23 of Transformers Energon. It is Each One Fights. This episode was written by... Shoji Tanoki! Is it supposed to smell like this? And the last time... On Transformers Energon, uh, the motivations of the main characters were rewritten 87 times. And in this episode... Paul, Paul, your shirt's on fire. Look at the flames. You should put those out. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway, in this episode, uh, Megatron kind of says the same thing he said last time. He's telling his troops about that he's going to feed Cybertron to Unicron. Mm -hmm. And he puts Shock Blast in charge of this here operation, but the other Decepticons don't want to go with him, and Tidal Wave doesn't trust him. But uh, Shock Blast assures Megatron he'll take care of that pesky Energon grid. This did give me a laugh. I legit got a laugh out of here where they're all going to get sent off and demolish. like, hey, you know, Snowcat, you can take my place. Snowcat's like, no, 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 that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> hey, Tidal Wave, you don't, why don't you take it? And they're like, no, no, I don't want to go. And then Shockwave just says, hey, I'm ordering you to go. And they're all like, and run up. Yeah, I'm not asking for volunteers. Like, this is an order. So we go back to Kicker, who's just yelling at Alpha Q again. Yep, we're doing this again. He wants to talk to Alpha Q, who for some reason won't talk and we find out it's because he's exhausted after what happened last time and even Ironhide tells Kicker like calm down man he's tired. He tells him to grow up yeah yeah, do it so uh, yeah we go back to Cybertron and Jetfire reports Optimus Unicron's approaching so Prime has Rad initiate the Energon uh, grid and I gotta say this is just the right amount of Rad. Prime says Rad uh, activate the Energon grid and Rad goes I got it and then we don't see him again. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Rodimus comes aboard the Miranda 2 and tells Optimus he's coming to Cybertron 2. And then we see RC and the Omnicons power up the Autobots. And that's all we get of her in the whole episode. Like, yeah. You introduce RC and she's one shot blink and you miss it in the ne- very next episode. First female character to ever whatever to mutate or evolve from Energon. Super important. Save the world. Did all this stuff. Bink. Gone. Yep. All she does is. Power up Autobots. But then we go over to uh, the other girl, uh, to Mandy, where Kicker is like, he's getting really worried, and she's like, you know what? I'll go talk to Alpha Q, and then I my eyes rolled in the back of my head. So uh, we go to Unicron, like the body part, and it stops moving just outside of the reach of the Energon grid and sends in one of those, um, uh, the mobile fortress. Yeah, I get a kick out of this because it stops just outside where Rad can get a lock, but then it launches this thing that is an absolute speck in comparison, and Jetfire immediately gets a lock on that. Like, (laughs) how does that work? Uh, It doesn't matter, though, because now we're going to get back into the very, very important story of Wingding. Uh, He shows up, 
And uh, it, it was a great name, dude. But uh, he shows up and he tells, hey, everybody, I'm looking for Shockwave. I completely biffed it before, but uh, can I <laughs> yes. take a look around? He just thinks he might be in this control room. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is his search pattern. He's just going from room to room. Shockwave's already up on Unicron. Well, yeah, and Jetfire's even like, who the hell are you? <laughs> Wingding has to explain who he is, and I was personally responsible for Shock Blast escaping, and apparently if he doesn't find Shock Blast, he's in a heap of trouble. Golly gee! So we go up to that mobile fortress where Shockwave has got all his, his elite troops, he calls them, um, and as they're getting pl- close to a Cybertron, um, oh no, no, he, he turns and tells the other, is this when he tells the other ones that you're not you're not my elite troops, like Starscream and Tidal Wave and them? No, that comes later. Like, he gives them the pep talk. They're going to blow Cybertron to bits. and But then Cybertron fires its Energon grid laser thing at them, and they all start to panic, and Shock Blast's like, calm down. There's a yeah. lot of <laughs> yeah. telling others to calm down in this episode, and we're only five minutes in because Unicron's body fires its own beam that stops the one from Cybertron, and Starscream isn't so sure it was Megatron that fired it. Oh, oh yeah, so I'm looking at my notes now. This is, okay, so the the uh, basically demoting the other ones comes just after Every single Autobot transforms, mm-hmm. and yes, I timed it. It takes a minute and 15 seconds of screen time for a 22-minute uh, show. That's a lot of screen time. Every single Autobot, and then Optimus goes Voltron mode, and they arrive at yeah. Cybertron, and Jetfire is like, oh yeah, hey, they're, they're on their way. There's an imminent attack. And back on the mobile fortress, Shock Blast sends out the generic Decepticons, like, go get them, boys. But then when Demolisher and Snowcat go to go join them, he's like, I said my elite troops. The only reason you four are here is because you're Megatron's obedient lapdogs. Which I don't know how he thinks that's going to help him and not get back to Megatron. But yeah, so th- then he... They don't convince him. They kind of complain about it, and then he's like, okay, you can go. And he just decides to let them go. So Not only that, before he's like, I'm not asking for volunteers. I'm ordering you to come with me. Yeah, yeah. What was the point of bringing them along? Like, if it's just to humiliate them, maybe, but then keep them there and humiliate them. And what? what he, yeah, whatever. Uh, So Alpha Q wakes up and he senses Marianne approaching, and he's like, I don't want to be disturbed. So he sends a bunch of Terracons that these ones look like bugs, like insecticons? They look like um, kind of like G1 bombshell, different yeah, colors, yeah. but that's the first thing I thought was, these are insecticons because, yeah, it's like the, the proboscis thing, whatever that thing is called, this that bombshell idea. Yeah, G, it's like G1 deceptic, or G1 bombshell with a hint of Armada and Energon Scorponok, just a hint. Yeah. But, yeah, this made no sense because they start to approach her. Kicker shows up swinging his sword, yes. and then she's like, Kicker, don't. And she walks up and is just like, it's me. Let me pass. And they do. Yes, and then when Kicker tries to go after her, they blast at him. And back over in Cybertron, the mobile fortress crashes into the Energon grid, which breaks a hole in it because before didn't it used to break these things apart. Yeah, yeah way, it breaks yeah, it a hole did, in it. it did. And yeah, the when, when they strapped Scorponok to the front of one and dropped him on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And the Decepticons yeah, jump through. It's it's like the Daedalus maneuver in the Macross uh, saga of Robotech. And what happened to all the guns that were shooting at their ships the last time? Because there is absolutely no resistance when these guys get through the grid and start blasting the towers. Yeah, they will open fire to just the entire surface of uh, Kry- uh, Krypton, <laughs> Cybertron. And I think we have a commercial break here, I think, but I'm not really 
Sure, yeah. So we come back and the Autobots run out and they all open fire. Hotshot and Inferno power link. And the, uh, I'm making quote signs here, elite forces get destroyed. Oh, yeah. In Snowcat and Demolisher, I think this is the greatest thing ever. These guys getting wiped out. But Starscream's like, those are Decepticons. We got to help them. So they start attacking the Autobots. Yeah. So then we go back to Kicker. He's still fighting the Terracons, Bugacon. What is the kind of Insecticons? It doesn't matter. Uh, and Marion just walks past Scorponok and yeah, then just walks right between his legs, like he's not even there. Like yet. And then Kicker, to Kicker the shows up and he has to fight Scorponok. But but Mabel's talking to Alpha Q <laughs> and he's like, "You should let me help you." And just I know hugs you're busy, him. but yeah. I won't take too much time. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, just like hugs him, and then this giant white beam of light just envelops Alpha Q and Morty, and outside. The battle is going on and on. Ironhide, okay, this was just, this felt like it should have been cool and almost like it should have been a, a, a big growth moment for Ironhide because this is this is like when he runs off and Optimus is like, Ironhide, no! Well, yeah, they're still having a good old fight and the tower gets hit, but don't worry, Ironhide will do something because he runs off to do whatever it is he's going to do and Optimus runs after him. the air. <laughs> He pulls him to safety from Snowcat, because Snowcat kind of ambushes them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it could have been some neat action. There was an episode a while ago where I was talking about if if they had just focused more on great camera movements with these cool 3D models, because these two are running along a straight line, and, you know, Snowcat pops out. It could have been great with the right camera move or whatever. Uh, We go back to Michael telling Alpha Q that, you know what, everybody just wants to help you and be your friend. And he's like, no, you're a liar. <laughs> it's lies, lies, I tell you. And now it's either a vision or a flashback because she's on Earth as a little girl looking at the grave of what I'm guessing are her parents. And it then it shows her putting the star on the Christmas tree and walking in the park with what looks like Kicker's parents, I thought. Yeah. yeah it, it It's, well, okay, it, whatever. It, uh, let's go back to Shockwave, because he brings down one of the Energon Towers, and Optimus uh, and Ironhide have to, like, Prometheus run away from it. Yes, that's what I wrote them. down. The Prometheus yeah. school of running away from things is what I think you called something ages ago in Beast Machines or whatever series it was. Oh, I think I have to give credit to CinemaSins. I think that was a joke they came up with, but it's... Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but in all this madness, uh, Wingding attacks Shockwave with his uh, energy lasso and uh, gets yoinked in the air. Yeah, and Optimus is like, Wingding, let go. But because in subordination, Wingding <laughs> refuses a direct order from the leader of the Autobots. Yeah, I've got to do this or whatever. But uh, back with Mason and Alpha Q, they now see Kicker when he's a little boy. And apparently, quote, he'll save us all in the end. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> and back on Cybertron, the four named Decepticons just stand there while the generic guys get wiped out. And now Megatron is here and he wants to know why this is taking so damn long. How long does it take to rip down a few of these towers? You only took two down so far. Yeah, <laughs> he wants them to. Oh, this is this episode is this was a good laugh added episode. Mm-hmm. But um, so, so we're, we're jumping back and forth between what's on the surface and obviously Morty and Alpha Q <laughs> down having their little vision quest. But Marcus explains that. What, like, everyone already knows, including Alpha Q, what we've all been talking about for most of this series, which is just that, hey, if, oh, God, we want we want to help you regain your planet, you should regain your planet. He's like, yes, I should. And he wakes up and declares that Megatron should be destroyed. Well, yeah, because she's like, look, I want 
Earth to be saved from Megatron. The Autobots want Cybertron to be saved from Megatron. You want to restore your planet. Megatron is the next step in all three of these plans. We should work together. But Alpha Q's already talked about this with fucking Kicker, <laughs> yes. and he's already like complained about Megatron previously. <laughs> but now we're doing the girl that loved Power Glide because Shock Blast is flying all over the place trying to shake Wingdang off and Finally, Optimus clues in that sending an Autobot that can fly after them might be a good idea, and he tells Jetfire to help Wingding. And when Jetfire goes after Wingding, Optimus and Megatron fight for a bit. It's it's boring, but yeah. um, Optim or uh, Megatron orders uh, who does he order? Tidal wave. Yeah, tidal wave to go and get rid of Wingding. And what happens in the ensuing chaos is that Shockwave flies past Tidal Wave, who's like, oh oh, and yes. the energy lassos catch on them. Just as the Energon Tower that I think Shockwave or one of them knocked over um, collapses on all three. Yep. And it landed on Shock Blast for sure because his front half is sticking out from under it. And sure enough. But he is fine. Oh, yeah. He, he'll live. He's going to be just fine. His legs are mangled. But it uh, sure landed on Tidal Wave, though, because he crawls out from under it and he is plenty fucked up. He can't even stand up. Yeah. They, they fly off with him. He's going to live. Um, I, here's the the one saving grace of this is that you know so many times in these episodes it's like oh they're fine they're fine they're fine that guy's dead at least yes. in this like shockwave is trapped he gets left behind as well which is kind of cool um and tidal wave is fucked up but wingding is dead mm -hmm. the autobots are gathered around his body and his face is split clean in half and oh yeah optimus says he died defending cybertron and uh did you notice that his hat stayed on though Alpha Q is exhausted after the events of the last episode, and he doesn't want to be disturbed by the likes of Kicker, so Misha's gonna go give it a try instead. And because he's Kicker, he's gonna come too. Alpha Q senses Misha coming and sends Insecticons to scare her away, but it doesn't work and she walks right past them, and because he's Kicker, he tries to fight them! And then Scorponok tries to stop Misha, but she walks right past him too, and because he's Kicker, he tries to fight Scorponok. And Scorponok fights back. He even fades, not transforms, he fades. It's a crossfade from robot to scorpion mode, man. He's not fucking around. Why would Alpha Q risk any harm coming to Kicker? This guy is the Energon detector, isn't he? Just have Scorponok reach down and pick him up like Ironhide did at the beginning. Better yet, just shut the door to the room after they leave the first time. What are they going to do? Huff and puff? Better yet, never mind shutting the door, open a window and start letting the air that's in here for some reason out and watch how fast these two run back to their ship. If nothing else, they'll have to go back for their helmets, shut a few more doors behind them on the way. That should muffle the sound. Here it is, one magic Nokia cellular telephone covered in spooky paste and creepy glue. We can now time travel whenever we want. So why don't we just travel back to episode three and stop Herman from ever leaving with the Scorponok? Well, we can't do that that or we'd risk running into other Paul and other John. Ugh, those guys are jerks. Let's just wrap up this episode and go find out which casino let Herman put up a 20-foot-tall Scorponok as collateral. Oh, yeah, this episode. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's talk about Wingding's, like, 100% pointless death. <laughs> he was, they, like, we never even saw this guy transform, but they no. set him up to be some really cool story of revenge for his friend and loyalty and all that stuff, and it was just, like, he died not even doing anything. He died being a klutz. Yeah, he died from the building falling on him, but... After what, refusing to follow orders. And, and wing dagger. That's kind of a 
cool name. Why would you waste a name like Wing Dagger on such a throwaway character? Like, didn't he transform into something that flies if his name has Wing in it? You, you would think. That would have been kind of cool. I'll get you this time. He transforms and wow, it's another flying Autobot and he's chasing Shock Blast around. That would have been kind of neat, but all he does he just, oh, I'm here, and he throws Wonder Woman's energy lasso around him and then hangs on like Astoria and fucking the girl from the Love Power Glide, yeah. Even when he showed up earlier and he was like, hey guys, just want to let you know, I'm the one who screwed everything up. Now I'm trying to find Shock Blast. <laughs> uh, it was like, dude, first off, we call him Shock Wade, but second, like, stop introducing yourself as the guy who screwed it up because he's done that a couple times. And then, yeah, he, he could have been a cool story. It could have been like a neat slow burn of an introduction of a new Transformer and said he was just an untransforming robot who fucked up at the end. <laughs> so the next episode we're going to watch is Unicron Unleashed. Uh, if you want to unleash your opinions on us, you can email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Who the hell are you?